As Brad alluded to, I've been here, I think, I think within three months, sort of joined in. Amy had already partnered, and I'd just moved over from New Zealand. Um, uh, I was always a backing vocalist a bit off and on, but I'd gone through quite a hard season in New Zealand. Um, and the way I've discovered, I don't, I don't look at myself and go, oh, I had this crazy upbringing where I was living very prophetically. I don't have any of those awesome stories that I love hearing. Um, but um, uh, what I found is that in the prophetic in my life, I'm almost like I live it and then I share about it. Does that make sense? So um, just to reassure you as someone sort of speaking from a spiritual bent, as they sort of say, when you hear prophetic, everyone goes, <gasps> it's going to be spiritual. Um, relax. I, I'm, I'm someone who's lived a life as a Christian for most of my life. I think I became a Christian when I was five. And I've, I've done the unpardonable sins if, if there's ever any of those before God. So as someone standing here going, talking about the Lord and his love for me, I need you to know that I know that from a very ugly place. And I don't do this thing where I go, hey, why don't you hear God? I don't do that. Um, my most incredible healing has been the one-to-one where he's fed me like a nurse to a sick child. Um, so I have a heartbeat for intimacy like you won't believe. But I've also known the feeling of feeling like, will I ever see him? Um, I've been far away from God and I've been so close that nothing could compare to that closeness again in my life. So just to know that I think with a lot of people, maybe even from an upbringing or from encounters through conferences or different churches, the spiritual side can be a bit careless. I need you to know that I care and... uh, The Holy Spirit really cares about you. And the spirit realm is actually not as horrible as it might have been in your experience. It doesn't neglect you. It doesn't put um, the kingdom above your heart. The spirit realm isn't to run you over because Holy Spirit is very nurturing, very kind. And if we can grasp what it is to live in the spirit, we're actually going to learn what it is to be spirit-led with our heart fully engaged. And I feel like um, Brad alluded to it. Yes, I, I oversee well part of the prophetic part of this church, but um, that's not because I'm more prophetic. I think Amy and Brad have led me through so many things in that way. Lisa, gosh, and her dreams and her discernment, she's amazing. Um, it's just my wiring, and it's just my passion, and. So I'm sharing from that place. I I would say there's probably people who I'd say far more gifted than me in this room. So just as long as you can hear that from, I'm sitting on the floor with you this morning. I'm not really talking from a, this is my high sight perspective. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to talk a little bit about, I think, I think what I'll do is I'll go into what I think is happening in our current season. as I said before, I think it goes, it happens in my life a bit. And, and literally, it would have been about two years ago. So Luke and I would have only been married a year. We had a, a, a gentleman prophesy over us. And everything he said was kind of like, you are going to, you are going to. And I was like, mm, it's happening now. What Everything he was saying felt more like a word of knowledge. But in there, there were two, a couple of things. And one of them was... Um, you're going to go into, specifically to me, you're going to go into a season of hiding, like the Lord is hiding you. And that wasn't current. And so I was like, okay, whatever. And I put it all on a shelf because I sort of was like, it's all a bit of a, a word of knowledge thing. So I'm, I don't know, but I'll, I'll keep my eye on that. Um, 
<sighs> so for two years I've been in hiding. <laughs> um, it happens like this though, you know, it's just life, it just moves you and um, I think as a church that's been something that as we've been growing and learning and filtering, if that's the right word, um, and flushing and, and heart checking and um, it's been a real hidden season, I mean you guys all found us, that's weird, but it has been a hidden season and not to be scared of that, I think a lot of us have also kind of gone, oh, Elijah House, and we've sort of started this little journey of what's that, and I need that, and why didn't I know this before, and um, a lot of, not that I was living from a place of sin, or that any of you have been in that place where you've gone, oh, Elijah House, because you're living in craziness, it's just a, why did I not know this before, and something goes into a higher level of heart wholeness, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, there's more fullness in this area, and I've been unaware of that, Um, and I think in the hidden place, a lot of that happens, it's a grace, actually, just to, to let him purify some deeper places that I don't know we have faith for earlier on, do you know what I mean? So I think there's a time that we've had to do, even as a body, we've, we've sort of been like, mm, there's been a purifying and a refining, but it's a good thing. It's not an angry God disciplining as much as it's, uh, um, we kind of need to engage our hearts a little bit more here because when he pours out his spirit, you've got to be able to hold it. And with 50 million holes in your cup, it's kind of like, woohoo, ooh, where did it go? You know, it, it doesn't work. Where, whereas we're to be here and to portion out, there has to be some sort of container that can carry his glory. And we come punctured, you know, before Jesus. And he's like, let me seal this. All you plumbers, Jesus knows your business. You know, it's, it's really, it's, a, it's, it's so valuable. Um, and I think in the past, with the way that, I mean, even my parents and the way things are done, you sort of have pastoral here and you have prophetic here and they kind of yell at each other. <laughs> um, but in our group and what's been super amazing for me in the sense of even my sister being, I mean, she's heavily prophetic, but being so pastoral is that I've prophetically gone, I need to rub shoulders with someone pastoral all the time so that I never am spirit-led without my heart engaged. Does that make sense? But in the same breath, for any of you that are more spiritually comfortable, like that's your place you go to um, when something's um, funky or you're feeling hurt, that's where your first step is, which is wonderful, and that's more my wiring. To know that that pastoral is valuable, but to also know that pastoral people need you, okay? Because sadly, not everything is a heart issue. There's stuff going on in the atmosphere that needs authority, and that's where your wiring is really valuable. And what can happen is in the hidden time, I think a lot of it is dealing with the heart. And especially if there's been hurts or wounds regarding the spiritual, is that we don't let authority stay established um, in our lives. Or we're establishing that in the grounds where it's supposed to be. Um, so I'm just triggering that as the word authority has horrible feelings <laughs> kind of connected to it. I know that. Um, I've, I've had great experiences with authority. But... I'm putting it out here because he gave us a spirit of love, ooh, power, ooh, and, okay, good. So we're learning all of this heart awareness and we're wanting to love well and we want to love the Lord well and we're learning intimacy and loving well, engaging the heart is really good, but we can't eliminate power and discernment from our lives, okay? And those are so spirit-led in, in our hearts. We need to know where a position comes where we have to act with authority. And we do that with the discernment. And discernment only really works if our hearts are, <laughs> are made whole in the process too. Otherwise, we're blaming other things for what's actually going on on the inside. So there's a really um, 
incredible and intricate balance of weaving spirit and heart together for us to walk um, in purity. Does that make sense? And it can seem kind of like, oh, that's so complex, but it takes unity for us to do that. It takes someone kind of pointing out things in you and you being committed to accountability. And um, uh, if you can think of the prophetic, um, I never used to be this nice. Hmm. I used to, I still do ask my husband, I still say things kind of straight down the line. Um, But the beautiful thing is he loves me like that, which has been really healing for me because sometimes, sometimes people don't like honesty. And so you can get a bit shunned even when you say it nicely because it's like, don't do that, that hurts my feelings. And I'm sort of like, hurting your feelings is kind of secondary to the fact that I can't fake around you, you know? So that's, there's a reality that truth is, is big and truth and love is big. And when truth and love is not accepted, I'm kind of like, I don't even know how to stand in this room. So to have um, the abrasive part of, of relationship where they kind of go, maybe you could have just prayed about that for a bit or did you know that this is what's happening in their life and that's why they're operating that way and you could have extended grace. But then also... The other side of the coin being really accepting of truth and and challenge being put back into your life is really important. And I think sometimes we've come from a wounded place to a church that provides healing and, and we're so grateful for the prayer ministry and the personal challenge that we have, but we're still not taking responsibility for the authority that we have over our own lives. Okay? We have... We have the authority. We've been given that. Um, one of the funny phrases, I think it was Jennifer um, Evers says, she says, um, becoming a Christian was free. Everything else is a cost. Everything else is a cost. And I think we kind of go, I don't get that. And so we'll just keep putting everything into salvation as free mode. And there's a cost to grow in authority. And there's a cost to understand who we are in Christ. And there's a cost to continue um, our breakthrough to some degree. We've got, to, we've got to press into what he's doing in our lives each day for us to actually have that magnify in our hearts. If we, we'd say, oh, don't give me another job. And, and I get that, I'm, I'm very busy. But everything we do has a cost in life. And so it's more about what Brad talks about foundationally. What is our primary going? Okay, foundational. I feel there's a shift. Um, Brad shared last week, he said, he felt like it was regional. I speak for Brad and for Lisa and for Amy, though Amy, what a visionary, hey, she just charges with awesome things. Um, Me, in a hidden season, it's actually amazing, heart journey. It's also been a time where I've been incredibly struggling with intimidation. There's been a lot of attack. Um, When you're not operating in your fullness, but you don't feel like it's the right time to step out, it's incredibly exposing, which is good. It's been purifying. It's also removed people in my life who've gone, I've only been in this for the influence you've got, which has been heartbreaking. But um, it's been super good for me to not stand in any of that when it's before God. Even as a team, the grace they've extended me because I'm sort of sitting in the meetings going, oh, yeah, and I'm not really pushing forth anything more because it's not the time for me to be birthing anything. It's a time for me to be sorted and sifted. And I've really appreciated that. So even from a prophetic time when you're close to the Lord and your intimacy is there, don't be shocked when the Lord wants to sift you. It's not a punishment. He just loves your heart. He needs to keep your heart engaged with him because it's easy to step into spiritual connection and warfare and just eliminate the part where he's maturing you to live in society and to to know affection and to know him in other measures. We always feel, I think, when we're more prophetically bent, that we see everything. We don't. And we definitely don't always see our own hearts. 
And it's very confusing because there's a confidence in the spirit when you know you're seeing what the Lord's showing you. And you need to know that that confidence is spiritual. It doesn't mean it's about your heart and you need people. You need people. You need to be putting yourself in even self-growth and regular Elijah house checkups and you know because there's always blindness and we don't see in that area in fact even in our gifting it's not what we necessarily have off the cuff all right so I'm saying that kind of sternly but also like yay we're savior because that's our core value system is that if you're more spiritually bent you're going to be shoved into heart wholeness and if you're more pastoral, heart care, love the people, carry the journey, care for the person, you're also going to be told, hey, that's a spiritual issue. Get your spiritual you know, weapon on. Don't leave it just to the intercessors. You're supposed to intercede too. Let's go. Do you know what I mean? So it's both and. We're not, we're not going to just be one area of gifting. We're going to try and grasp a bit of a full thing. So Brad mentioned last week he felt it was regional. And then, of course, on the Sunday night of Ryan Lestrange, how good was that? How good was that? It was so good. All of his stuff has been put up on the page. So I won't speak on the prophetic too much because that can be part of it when people aren't sure. Because it's up there. His, his session, I think, on the Friday or the Saturday was all on the prophetic. It was really good. So if you're kind of going, actually, I don't know enough about that word, look it up. But on the Sunday night, well, it would have been Monday morning, I had a really vivid demonic dream. Praise God. <laughs> um... I don't need to go into detail, but let's just say in the past when I've had them, it's been a sense, uh, maybe a smell, and then of course um, a sense of bondage, so you can't do anything in the time. Um, but this one, I saw her <laughs> at the end of my bed, as though it was it, it, it was real life until it broke. It was completely vivid, I saw her detail. I felt her, and I, w I was in bondage. I couldn't move except for my left hand until I think Luke was actually literally at that time going to work really early in the morning, and so he shut the door, and it crashed, and the whole thing broke, and I rebuked it. And I saw vividly in my mind um, that I needed to rebuke her because she was chanting at the end of my bed, um, and I needed to cut off her tongue and tell her that she was going to starve. Like I felt like I had to curse it back, which is really random. Anyone else here is going, oh, she's going spiritual now. Just relax, I'm a nice person. Remember what I said about five minutes ago. <laughs> okay, so it was really like, boom. And I was like, what? So I contacted my parents. They live in Africa, and a lot of what, what she was looked African to me. It was so familiar. So I was like, where are you guys? Because I thought maybe they're in some country and something's happening and it's coming through. And they were like, nah, we're at home. And but we just prayed through it a bit. Um... Any time I've ever had a demonic attack, I'm like chilled. That one gave me the heebie-jeebies for a couple of days. I've never seen like that, and, and I don't know if any of you know, but I don't watch a lot of scary movies. And when I say scary, I mean like Avengers. <laughs> no, so I don't. No, because I'm very visual. I'm very visual. So if I start watching, um, what's a good one? Um, Gladiator it took me six goes because I couldn't stomach some of it. It's an incredible movie. It gave me a lot of vision of stuff the Lord was telling me. It's not, it's not that the movies are bad. It's that visually I start to hyperventilate because it's like I see it, I feel it. Ah, it's too real. So I think it's been the grace of God, even in my journey and my faith, that a lot of time in my dreams I don't see, I just sense. So this is the first one I saw. I saw. Okay. Anyway. By the end of the day, I had something in my gut say that was regional. I just felt like in the past, you know, 
maybe witchcraft, whatever, they just send some spirits at you. This time I felt like the witch doctor came to me. And I was like, okay, that was regional. And, I was, and then I felt like laughing. I was like, good. That confirms something in my spirit. We are going, there's something released that's regional and they don't like it. There's something coming out in us and they don't like it. And, I, and then I felt like, good, because that's a huge thing on Brad and the leadership team is we don't like to put in ourselves into a place. We've been very careful to stay until the Lord moves us. And I think coming from a place of hidden, I've been fervent, fervently like that because it's exposed so much of my heart that I'm like, I'm not, wait, prophetic people, don't you go prophesying if you're not checking your heart. Okay. No, I'm serious. Don't you go prophesying to big groups of people if you're not living with your heart accountable. That's not funny. So I'm sitting there going, God, I ain't speaking unless it's pure because whatever you say, yes, though it's led by the Spirit, it still filters through my heart. It still filters through my heart. So I am, I am moving until you give me permission for that because that's his grace then that comes through. So I'm like, mm, I don't want to speak. And they keep asking me, I think, for two years. And I've been like, no. Um, <laughs> no, but um, and I just felt like he, you know, when the Lord says, this is happening now, it's like my name is Rachel and it's always been Rachel and that's how I've operated. And now my name is Rachel. And it's like, it's the same thing, but I've, I'm, a, I'm in a different place. I'm not acting outside of me. I'm not, I haven't put myself in a higher position. I'm not striving to be in something bigger. I'm now positioned there. It's just, it's just what we are. And I just feel like there's been a shift. And as a body, we are no longer paradox. We're paradox. And we need to start operating, not striving, not feeling overwhelmed like there's more to do, but from a place of authority and intimacy here. Because that's where we are now. That's what we're called okay? And that can be scary if a lot of us are still, oh, I'm baby in this, or I'm new to this community, and I don't know. It's okay. You know, there's, as always, we've always operated with it, just the, the grace of the Lord's going to just keep us moving. But there's a shift, and I think we need to know how to respond to shift. Does that, does that make sense? So I'm just confirming something shifted, something's changed. Since then, I've had ridiculous visual time in prayer, um, which is confirming some of the stuff that I feel in my heart. Um, I read a book called Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Um, if any of you feel nervous or about being vulnerable or this shift, read that book. Her phrase in it, which is the cover, is Daring Greatly. And there's been so many moments where I've gone, oh, is this upping myself? Uh, should I say that or am I being too proud? Or, and then I'll go, well, the Lord said that this is what it is. And then I'll feel this bang, 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 bang of, I'm so nervous. And then I'll just hear, daring greatly. And I just feel like he's saying, if this is what you are, take courage, move. Take courage, move. It's like, it's a shift where it's no longer proud to do it. Do you know what I mean? And we are now then going, oh, this is, this is new. This isn't how I normally did my day, or this is not normally how I would have said something to someone. And it's, there's almost like a permission to do it because it's not coming from a place of striving anymore or from a place of lack of identity or a place of where you're needing approval. Do you know what I mean? Because it now is who you are. You need to just have courage do. Does that make sense? Yeah, cool. So just to feel grace that when there's stuff like that, you don't have to feel, oh, am I putting myself forward? It's your name. You need to do it. It's who you are. Now, now you'd be disobedient. You wouldn't be walking in your identity anymore. That's weird. Do you know what I mean? It's that tip. Um, so I think one of the things he's saying when we have a shift like this where it's, uh, we've gone higher, that's really the phrase. It's like he's lifted us higher. Um, coming out of hiding is that we need to learn 
to courageously listen and yield. Listen and yield. We need to courageously be going, something's going to be different in how I behave today. Um, and I want to be obedient to that. And so I actually, instead of trying to do more, I need to be really good at yielding. Just, hey, my life's yours today. Um, whatever you're doing. It doesn't have to be something super spiritual like praying over people on the streets. It could be being a mom or at work at the desk, you know. But what am I doing? I'm just yielding my heart before and I'm listening more because it's new. There's going to be a, a new thing that he's going to ask of you. Um, he's going to give you kind of assignments that are going to probably scare you a bit, but we need to start operating in that place. We don't want to stay where we were. We want to keep moving from glory to glory. Um, all right, so... With this, I guess the two things I want to step on a bit today, um, I'll probably go into more detail another time. I don't want to take a lot of time. I actually feel like even, even introducing spiritual language could make people tired today. I just feel that. So I don't want to be overwhelming. I'm just gently touching on things, um, letting you taste some things, and then remembering that we're still the same people. We still love you lots. We're safe. We're okay. Um, I was chatting to Lana Vosa, and, and I just felt to pray for her. And so this is an example. Um, I'm just at home, like, like you would like cooking or something. It's not that I've put time aside. I'm just, I'm functioning through stuff in my day. And I saw a vision in front of me of um, just uh, demonic things trying to eat at a big wall that had been established. And I felt, said to the Lord, okay, what is that? And he said, um, they're dismantling spirits. And I said, well, what do I do? And he said, you need to rebuke them. And he said, and then you need to cut off their fingers and toes because I want them to starve while I reestablish because that's what they do. They like to eat at things. Now, that sounds gory. <laughs> it sounds, all of that sounds silly, right? It sounds gory. But you need to understand that this is the heart and the tender part of God, and then there's a roaring lion side of God. And when there's authority, there's a place where we, we come against something because we're victorious, and we put it back in its place. And, and heart issues don't deal with that one. <laughs> that is a gift of God in that moment that he speaks, and you need to have authority to speak back to it. And all of that is his grace. He releases the gift of intercession. He releases the gift of sight. He opens the ears. And we need to start operating, I guess, with the gift of faith, you know? And all of that is, yes, we're learning to contain and to, to become whole and do the heart journey. And then the other side, we're already there because we're living in heavenly places and we operate from the gift of faith, okay? So... Don't stick yourself there. Do the journey there and step into here whenever you feel that gate open. Do you know what I mean? Whenever it's like, oh, there's grace for faith today. There's grace for this today. What's the grace? Do it. Swim in there because that's also survival. This place is really good when you're journeying through here. So we need to do both. Don't disqualify this. Don't, don't put it out. All right? So I saw that, so I rebuked it, prayed over it, and then I just wrote her and said, hey, I saw a picture. I didn't give her the details, and I just said, praying something for you and then throughout she asked me to cover her in prayer because she was really struggling so again I didn't put pressure on myself to be in the prayer closet for four hours every day I went oh okay and then I carried on with what I needed to do and when I was driving somewhere I got a vision so this is to tell you that for a lot of us especially moms you do not need to change your life like drop everything he's given you responsibility for 
You just need to make sure that your first choice is I'm listening and I'm yielding, and he'll speak to you while you're doing stuff, okay? That's how he does it. Yes, there's a cost of giving time to the Lord, and I'm realigning some stuff purposefully that because I can, but there are seasons that are just crazy, and there's grace that he just speaks as you're moving. And I've just found he's done that all week for me. And I've put aside half an hour here. And before I met Luke, I would do four or five hours. That was happy for me. So it's a shift to go. He's talking to me while I'm driving as vividly as he would when I was four or five hours in, in my prayer room. So just to know that it's not denying him your quality time, it's a partnership. And he's speaking with you and in you and just to keep listening and keep speaking in tongues. So I think the thing that I want to sort of talk on in a, maybe a couple of weeks is I want to talk about, it's in Revelation 5. It's Revelation 5. Yeah, I wrote it down, 9 and 10. But how he talks about that we are priests and kings. Um, because I think we've really established a beautiful place here and we're going to continue burning in that place of being priests. So we just worship on him, love on him, pray for the purpose of connection and communion. Um, and I think that's a lot of what we've been teaching it was a lot of what Ryan Lestrange taught on a lot, which is great. And that is like 100% yes. In fact, that's 100% all I talk from. And that's our first. It always will be the first. When we come before him, it's for worship and praise. And I see you, you see me. And I'm made like more like you in your image. And we get to rest in that place and just have our hearts rest against his heart. It's just number one. It's number one. But number two is that we're called to be kings. And if we don't take up authority in that place, things won't change. Quinana in this region won't change unless we're praying. I think for ages I've had this heart cry that we won't change, and so we've really stepped into that intimacy place. But if we're stepping regionally... We pray your will be done. We have to pray that. We have to pray that. If we're not praying that, that's the beautiful intimacy partnership is that we go, yeah, we'll, we have dominion here. We have dominion here. And if we're not praying that, it won't change. That's not a, a weak God. That's a, our not partnership is happening. There's a place that we have to step into intercession and I want to go into it even more from a kingly function of prophetic intercession. I want to start encouraging people in the safety of prophetic intercession, where it is that we hear what he wants us to pray, because then we're decreeing words that realign everything. We have one statement and it shifts the whole atmosphere because when God speaks, life changes. That's what happens. We can pray for the nation. Lord, we just thank you that things will happen as you want them to. And that you'll provide at the right time. And we can do those prayers. I, I don't really think they're effective. I'm sorry, I don't. They, what is that? But then in the same breath, how many of us are like, we don't know what to pray, right? What do we pray? I mean, we've seen what's going on in the world. What do we pray? I have it just with our clients. I'm like, gosh, the lives that people are living. It's horrific. The suicides, the sickness, the trauma. You know, I had woken in the night with one black screen and the white line, it like interrupted my very boring dream. I can't remember my dream. Black screen, white line, and it said, solutions for trauma, rape and trauma victims in Saudi Arabia. And then it went back to normal dream. And so I woke myself up because I was like, what is that? It's like how a TV gets interrupted in the States because there's a tornado. You know, it just went black and it said solutions for rape and trauma victims in Saudi Arabia. 
don't even know where Saudi Arabia is. <laughs> so, so I was like, ooh, Google Saudi Arabia. Of course, it's the main point, the birthplace of ISIS. Of course, I don't check up on any of that stuff because I can't handle the visuals. So I'm thinking, oh, great, good. Wonderful, Amy, <laughs> pass that on. No, um, but do you understand that he has that? He has the solution for trauma and rape victims in Saudi Arabia. But we need to be listening and yielded and then decreeing and having authority over areas. Do you understand that we here, little, little paradox, can be speaking out solutions for that in the spirit realm because not everything's just a physical? Do you understand that that is actually what he has up here? And if we just step in and go, God, something's not right. What did you want me to pray? And either he speaks, gives you something to, you know, see. And I think, well, I want to go into that in more depth. I actually don't want to take too much more time. But there's a place for prophetic intercession. And it's partnered, number two, right underneath, coming into that priestly place with the Lord. And if we're not doing the one, we're not walking as we were designed. We are not walking as his children. We're not, we're not operating in the full function, okay? So, ooh, it moves me. I don't mean from a panic place, like, oh no. But it moves me because we think that we're walking as Christians. <coughs> no, really. We think that we're operating as Christians and yet we're not interceding. Prayer was our first ministry. It's our first place. It's communion with him and then ruling, like, because we're kings and queens. Like, if we're not doing that, we've kind of not even understood what sonship is at all. And I think we've kind of gone, well, it's a bit arrogant to assume I can. But isn't that the beauty and the, even the confirmation of, this is what I find, when it's prophetic intercession, he's speaking to me. So my intimacy with him grows because, oh, he just told me something. Like, so it partners with that anyway. It's not one and without the other. And then as you speak out and partner in that way, yeah, we need to shift stuff here. We're not going to get this area without prayer. Um, just before the conference, I think you posted up on, our on one of the pages, hey, we've been interceding. I wept. I wept. I have such a value for intercession as a, as a worship leader. You have no idea what it feels like up there when you're leading worship. It is intense sometimes. I've had amazing spiritual attack up there that I don't show or do anything about, but it it's can be, I'm on my bed for the rest of the day naked, like it is bad. And when someone says, I'm interceding, I'm like, yes, bring on the intercessors, selfishly for me. But it's so, it's so, it makes a difference. I know hugging someone makes a difference, but praying for someone really makes a difference, even if they never know, from your own room. It really makes a difference. There is spiritual warfare going on all the time, and we can't deny it anymore. Just because it's scary doesn't mean it's not happening, Okay. You can't just deal with what you can see and then that's the solutions. You've got to understand that God is body, soul, spirit made us and there is a spirit realm and he said that our fight is not against flesh, it's against spiritual principalities and we need to take dominion in that area. We do. It's our job. It's our identity. It's like being born in a line of kinship and saying, no, I just want to be a beggar over here. You've been given it. 
You've been given it as a birthright. You've been given a birthright to intercede over nations and they change. You've been given it freely. And with it comes this incredible engagement with the Lord. It is so important not to deny the Spirit because we can't see it or understand it or because it is scary. We've got to take courage, guys. We've got to take courage. It's an honor. And it's fun because we've already got victory. It's actually kind of fun. No, I'm, I'm serious. When I see it and then I'm like, oh, well, what's the solution? And he tells me and I go, Pfft. it's not very tiring. It's not very tiring. God is huge. God is all-powerful. There is no other name. By his blood we've been given this, so we're covered in it. Okay? We need to govern our world with prayer. So I think what I want to do is, if you'll let me, because you totally have the right in your spirit to say no, if you'll let me, I just want to pray over you, just corporately, and I want to release um, encounter with the Lord, um, whether that just deepens your place of intimacy because it's been scary for you in, in that sort of spiritual engagement where you're just sensing and seeing more vividly him and his love for you. I just want to release that because I even feel that the healing journey of the soul is quickened when our spirit is awakened. I really, I really feel like you can't do one without the other too smartly. It'll take a long time. And even then, you're half-functioning. Yeah? So whether... And, and I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry for where spiritual leaders have really put you back on that one. I apologize. I repent for where spiritual leaders or spiritual people have given you the fright of your life or abused that area and you've just gone, nah, I don't want to do this part of my faith. Um, I'm really sorry. Knowingly or unknowingly, <laughs> but I'm really, really sorry. Um, because I promise you, when, when you're doing that heart wholeness and you're engaging with him in that place of spiritual sight, it's a fullness you can never have if you've left one out. You can't have that sense of fullness of engagement if you're only doing the one. And we're meant to live life in that fullness. We're meant to live with that kind of, oh, I just breathed him in, oh, I just breathed him out. We're meant to live with that awakened imagination, with that awareness of his presence, walking down the street, feeling him and holding your hand. You're meant to have that kind of crazy spiritual life flowing in and through you, but filling that heart made whole. Does that make sense? can't do one and not the other. You can't. It's not his design. So I'm sorry. I'm really sorry if that's been you. And I hope that you'll forgive. Because believe it or not, it's probably your area <laughs> and it's just shut you down. Because <laughs> usually that's the case. So that will make you chew on that one for a bit. But it can possibly be where your most strength is 
and Satan's just gone, heck no. And that can look completely different to me. We're all going to look super different as we lean into the spirit and journey with our hearts open before him. But yeah, please don't feel that it has to look the same. Um, and yes, we love order here. We do. Hence the don't prophesy unless your heart's accountable. Um, but in the same breath, come on, don't reject the spirit. Let's stop doing that. Let's stop getting heebie-jeebie every time we hear the word Holy Spirit. Let's just stop that. Let's stop that. We need the power, guys. We need the power of God. We need it so bad. So can I pray over you? Can I pray that there'd just be a release of encounter that kind of blends heart and spirit together, that there'd be a reweaving or a re-stitching up so that even as you function at home, Things will feel more under order, under control, because you'll be kind of lovingly and in wisdom getting get what's going on and reading with your heart accurately instead of out of these fears and torments. But you'll also have the spiritual wisdom to know what to do. It'll come with much quicker grace. Your capacity is then released. You're stretched easily because the grace of God is flowing now. You're not exhausted at the same level. I'm fi- I've been exhausted for two years, and I'm finding this week I've got so much energy because it's that release back of the Spirit just pumping through. It just gives this grace. Okay? Love you. <laughs> so can I do that? Can I just pray? If you want to put your hands open or if you want to stand, you do whatever you want. If you do not want to receive it, you do not have to. That's where there's freedom. Um, there's a scripture, John 5:20. It says, because the Father loves his Son so much, he always reveals to me everything he is about to do. I really love that verse. It's what Jesus said while he was speaking, but um, he loves you so much and he wants to reveal things to you. Yes, through others, but he wants to just speak to your spirit. And it's, it's time for your spirit to come out of hiding yeah. Father God, full of loving kindness, we just thank you for this new shift, this movement, Lord, that just cups every single person in this community. It cups them graciously in your hands. Lord, it doesn't hold some in high esteem and others low because they're not moving fast enough. It just cups everyone gently. And calls them into this beautiful new awakening, Lord. This beautiful, fresh ability. This beautiful, fresh breakthrough. That's actually been such a hunger on our hearts for so long, Lord. So right now, Holy Spirit. I just release encounter for breakthrough. I just release fresh intimacy over this room where heart and spirit can collide in your goodness, can just collide in your gentle words, can collide in your, in your gentle pace. I just release courage in that place, Lord, that they can ask of you for what's on your heart, for what you need us to speak, that we can be bold 
in our identity with you and actually consider ourselves responsible for where you've placed us. Lord, I just pray that even over the next few weeks as we possibly just look into, Lord, what are, what are the keys? What are the strategies? How do we ask you? How do we know what to do? Lord, that you would keep us on a journey throughout the week of practicing and playing and experimenting and acknowledging and just being grateful, God, how often you speak, how often you shift our hearts in that moment, in the right time, how often you remove a shadow and explain things, Lord. Right now, God, we just thank you, even if it's for new eyes, brand new, new ears, God. I thank you, even I just see a scrubbing where maybe there's been plenty of spiritual, but not really a lot of intimacy, God, and that's just, I don't know what that is. So, Lord, we, we anchor into the one true God, even in the Spirit, we anchor into the Holy Spirit that our eyes would only look for your face and your leading. There'd be a purity in that place, Lord. There'd be no shame in this place, no shame to experiment and get it wrong, no shame to step out boldly, um, even if our lives have seemed so messy only a few days ago. There'd be no shame but that we'd understand in this move that you've cupped us, you've cupped us maybe out of the dirt or out of a comfortable spot. You've cupped us and placed us on a new level and all of us are considered regional, responsible priests and kings. And God, we just pray for a, just a greater depth of what it is, like a grace to go deeper as priests with you. There's deeper places to go. There's deeper places of encounter. There's deeper expressions of your face. There's deeper hugs you want to give us. <laughs> There's kisses on our faces. There's just deeper places you want to travail with us in our hearts, God. That is so important and it's primary, the you and I, the you and I. But holy, I just pray for a courage to step into kingship. to step into a place of, by grace, you've been called to govern. By the blood of Jesus, you've been called to reign. But as we're driving, Lord, we just start to sing out over homes. We just speak out in tongues until your words come through. Declarations over roads, over areas, over children in the malls over aisles while we queue. That we'd start taking responsibility for prayer, for spiritual warfare. That we'd take this land back. You've just given it and we need to take it. That we'd take that God, not with a panic of, oh gosh, it's a huge job, but because it is who we are, we're able. And it is only, even from a priestly place where we engage with you, it's only by your grace. You give us a gift in that place, God, that we'd come running to you for the gift for today, the gift of faith for today, or the gift of deeper intercession for today, the gift of abundant joy as we speak to people, Lord. Yeah. I just really speak to hearts. 
Do the journey, but live in the gift of faith. Do the journey. Do the journey. Be authentic. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. But live in faith. Live in the kingdom. Step into what is only a gift. You can't earn that. You're not going to work all the way up and then eventually be given it. It's yours. It was yours by the blood. Step into it. welcome you Holy Spirit to move in ways we don't understand in yielding we're saying that you do actually have the right to do what you want to do even if it disrupts a lot of our patterns that you've given us that are good and even for those of us who are so familiar with this hearing the word, I just want to challenge you to, to listen. There's a real difference. And I think that comes with the heart coming whole as well as we're finally asking what to do, not just what to say. Like when we hear, we sometimes act straight away and speak straight away. And I just feel like he's saying, listen, because there's a way to release it. There's a timing, there's an authority, there's a grace. We need to be listening because there's a wisdom he wants to give us, which engages our heart engages humanity in what we're doing and that's the authority is being able to hear see the vision to see the cause and it might change the way that you've been doing it and the way that's always worked and that's not like the way that you've done that's what I'm finding not that the way that you've done it is wrong at all but the change almost um, welcomes everyone else to be part of it so for those that are familiar I just feel like it's a really good thing to try a different thing that he's leading you because it's not a rebuke for any of the ways you've done wrong. There's just more and it's fresh and there's, it makes it new for everyone. I just feel like there's a new and it's new for everyone. So even if this is a gifting, like for me, it's a comfortable place. He's doing different things. I'm responding differently. I'm acting differently. I'm approaching differently. Um, yeah, we don't need to work it up anymore. We just go in as priests and we speak as kings.